You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everybody welcome to this week's edition of the couch bro potatoes i'm alex this is cap morrison and we are getting back into the swing of doing our retrospectives our season by season breakdowns we had to take a little break from killing ourselves with king of the hill we need to look in the future next time we decide to do retrospectives and uh make sure that we're not picking seasons that have like 25 fucking episodes in them <laughs> hey it got us through quarantine though hey it got us through quarantine i'm very appreciative on that and just the quarantine the bush years the obama years yeah, yeah it got me through some hard times <laughs> the ever-ending war in iraq and afghanistan <laughs> we, we can always appreciate king of the hill for um always giving us uh laughs as soon as we need it but if uh king of the hill got me through high school and uh, other uh, times in my life where things were kind of you know uh you know, big, always sunny, uh, got me through like my college years, my early twenties. And it was See, like, I never, I never caught on to it when it came on. I waited till like season 10. Really? Season 10. And like my buddy was, my buddies would tell me, man, you got to watch this fucked up show. It's about these pieces of shit. I'm like, shameless. I'm like, no, <laughs> by the way, we're talking about always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, if you've not read the title by now, what do you do? And you're just blindly clicking episodes. Right. I mean, <laughs> Please blindly click away, friend. You're paying for it. <laughs> but no, actually, uh, one of the reasons, um, I'm really looking forward to doing this one. Looking at the season breakdown, we got 14 seasons we can go down so far, but the season with the most episodes is season six, and that has 14. Yeah. Actually, no, 15 is uh, season three. Sorry, that one snuck up on me. Yeah, so 15 in season three. That's the most episodes we have to deal with in a single season. And season three three is great, too, so that's going to rule. I think it now holds the record. Of what? Longest running live action comedy show. Hmm. Interesting. Look that up. Oh, right here it says a. Hmm. Well, we'll have to. Ah, comedy sitcom. This, yeah. this, this is difficult. We have to take the date with a grain of salt. Maybe mm. it says on April first, twenty sixteen, the series was renewed for a thirteenth and fourteenth season, which matched uh, the adventures of, of Ozzy and Harriet with the most seasons for a live action sitcom in American television history. Which is what makes me sit here and go, I'm like, but it was announced on April 1st. Uh. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought Chris was going to say something, and he just looked at me and shrugged. seasons for all I fucking know. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised if they would. I wouldn't be surprised if they kill a character. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it says uh, on April 9th, 2020, uh, they announced that writing had begun for season 15, and in May 2021, that filming had begun for it. So, yeah, we are getting a season 15. Yeah. Right on, right on. Hell, yeah. And like we were talking earlier, the, the cast really isn't, you know, full Hollywood by any means. I mean, Especially they- during this first season. Well, so, real quick, uh, Chris, you said you got into it, what, season 10? Uh, when season 10 came out, that's when I started watching it. Got I started it. going back to, like... The old stuff because I would see ads mm-hmm. for it between like Justified and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this show? Like? <laughs> and then I was like, see all the memes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the memes are hilarious anyway. Yeah, that's that 
Well, that kind of came up. Uh, that show came out right as meme culture was starting to, you know, blow up mm-hmm. and everything too. And when, when did you catch on to it, Cap? See, the first episode I watched was when they were getting um, Max' dad out of jail and then putting him back in jail. Yeah. It was uh, that two-parter. Yeah. And I was just watching it with a friend of mine uh, in my freshman year of college, and he was just like, "Have you seen Always Sunny?" I was like, "I have not." And he goes, "Oh, you got to watch it. It's so fucking hilarious." Oh, so you caught like a new episode when it came on, kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Nice. That. Uh, that uh, the second parter of the two parter was like the first one I, I watched. Well, I watched them back to back because it was like a whole thing on right, FX right. too. The first episode I ever saw was the one with the jihad. That's such a great episode too. <laughs> and, and for me, I have the weirdest connection with this show. I had heard about it. I had kind of what I think I had like flipped through FX, landed on it one time, and just kind of went and just kept moving forward. The first time I saw a full episode, I remember the episode. It was the one with the the weird brothers and the fucking uh, robes that drink milk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Them when they take the gang hostage at yeah. the bar. <laughs> so God, that was the first episode I watched. Is that the one where their sister shows up? I was about yes, to ask. It is. Yes, the sister shows up and tries um, oh. uh, getting with like Mac or, Mac or Dennis. With I forget. The, dead tooth (laughs) yes so i watched that in a squat house in philadelphia oh my god (laughs) so you're just watching that and your friend's going like i am in this tv show right now oh yeah it it was charlie's house oh my god (laughs) it was charlie's house no so the just the tiny backstory on that that was when i was on tour with that punk rock band angry youth when i lived in uh virginia and yeah we we took like a day it took us a day to get all the way up to jersey we played a show there and then as soon as we played the show we drove into philly and we stayed at like the squad house for like three nights in a row and like it was like the most roach infested fucking hole in the wall shit it was like like in the middle of that it was it almost kind of reminded you of like dirty new york kind of thing because it was downtown apartment type shit that charlotte does not have we don't have this kind of shit but it was like the downtown loft apartment style stuff and it was like all those doors kind of lined up and we just happened to have that single door (laughs) and that door was really fucking crusty looking and it was like yep that's the one (laughs) Did anybody walk out with a toe knife? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I gotta clip my nails. Yeah, so so I have a weird connection with uh, coming into learning about Always Sunny with uh, watching it in a squad house in Philadelphia. My brother said he had a friend of his uh, that lived in Philadelphia saying that uh, this isn't a uh, a comedy show. This is a documentary. And that's what was really weird about it too. Is like so we're watching the show and then like. I forget. I think like that day we had a show in Philly. So it's like we had all day to hang out. And I remember we were riding in the van and it's like we were hitting like certain spots that like the intro was showing. And like they're geeking out about it because they were like fans of the show already. Uh, the guys in the band uh, yeah. were already. So it's like they were geeking out seeing the spots. And I'm just like, this is really weird. I just saw this on the TV. Now I'm seeing it in person. This is weird. <laughs> well, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Seinfeld, where uh, New York City was kind of a character on that show. Yeah, yeah. And that the characters on that show are not likable characters at all. I would say the same on this. Which exactly. Is a, well, mm, okay. How would you define a likable character? Okay. When I may, uh, I'll, fra- I'll see if I can find a more uh, defined uh, version of what I'm trying to get at. It's like they're great characters, 
but they're not great morally or anything like that. Okay, yeah, no, they're they're very morally skewed because that's the problem though is like even the bad characters can sometimes be favorite characters. Exactly, like, it's kind of like, like Loki. We can get do a whole thing on Loki, but oh, we will. Yeah, but he's one of my favorite characters in the Marvel series because he's complicated. You know, <laughs> he's a complicated little boy. Yeah, he's he's a he's a complicated little frozen runt. <laughs> but that's what makes those kind of characters interesting. Exactly. Exactly. Well, without much more preamble, let's go ahead and kick on into the ep- uh, to the seasons. Uh, episode one, they're kicking it straight out the gate. No holes barred. The gang gets racist. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone in Philly is apparently racist, I guess. No. First, first but, uh, all, the city just kidding. Love doesn't like any goddamn body. Yeah. That's a fact. They threw some rocks at Santa Claus. Shit. Yeah. And, and, and tried to kill Tom Hanks because he had AIDS. <laughs> No, but uh, the season uh, season one does not have uh, Danny DeVito at all, and if you no. s- and uh, it looks like from the film quality of this first season that it was pretty much on a budget. Now I remember when the announcement came about this show, I had heard that it had won a contest. That's what I've heard yep. too. Yep. And was it uh, this episode or was it a um, uh, probably unaired pilot? Probably, but no, yeah, kicking things right off with a, a hardcore title like that, and it's all about um, you know. Charlie, uh, it's kind of about Charlie trying to impress uh, a waitress. Yeah. The waitress. The waitress. And like, I will say, like, after watching the first episode, I haven't recognized so many people. Right. And they're they're really big now. Uh, like the black guy that they think it, that they assume he's related to everybody. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's in Marvel. In Marvel Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's You're also right, in a couple right. horror movies I really like. Uh, but he's hilarious mm-hmm. in this episode because it's just he's, oh he gets, makes he makes me feel uncomfortable for uh, what's his name Charlie yes and uh, Charlie Mac and D and all of them make this weird connotation about him they're like oh my god he's a thief no he's gay as fuck <laughs> yeah no but the, on this episode like the whole point is like everybody has like an angle where they're trying to prove to everybody that they're not racist at all and Even I love like the he- fact that the B plot of this too is that Patty's turns accidentally into a gay bar yeah that's the, also the B plot oh, of this God. episode just immediately like just two just attacking all angles yes and, episode one uh, it's like gay bar and racism it's like Jesus this, this is what the show is going to end up being and we already set a tone for Dennis Reynolds the most fucking uh, self-absorbed character on television to where like he's a serial killer yeah exactly well, well, see, and, that, and that was gonna be my point earlier is like one of my favorite characters is dennis yeah. in this show it's like of course everyone loves charlie that's a given that's kind of like everyone loves Boomhauer. but it's like i i really like dennis because kind of like what cap was saying he is just like a horrible character he's ted bundy but he's got, <laughs> but he's got some interesting yes. layers to he's him fucking ted bundy. <laughs> he's got the interesting layers to him because it's not he's he charlie's it, the green river killer exactly, <laughs> sorry exactly you were saying like he's a ted bundy that makes a perfect analogy because bundy had reasoning for what he did in his mind yeah. for, in his mind everything made sense like what what what's wrong with you guys for not understanding my plan you're just a bunch of idiots and that's what i like about his character is what cap's saying there are some layers to this guy that's like there's a lot of fucked up shit going on with you so he's so vain that uh the only reason he's keeping uh, Patty's Pub as a gay bar because you know kind of a little just a quick way to summarize the episode to get to this point yeah uh, Patty's was not making any money you know they're just a fucking you know broke ass group of guys that decided to open a bar and they're really not making setting any up money the tone for basically every issue they wind up coming into yeah it's all the bar is kind of a 
character in itself too. It really Patty's. is. Well, it's like Cheers. Exactly. It's kind of like a fuck. This it's also a lot of Cheers in this show too. Yeah, and if you think about it, there's not a lot of shows like that. Like not since Cheers. Not since Cheers. There has never been a show centered around a business. Or just like one location. At least a live action show. We had yeah. Bob's Burgers. Yeah, but I'm talking about like, yeah, live action. But yeah, but still, Bob's Burgers came out after. You're right. You're right. But like, well, Cheers was everyone knows your name. Bars were still relevant then. By this time, this show came out. Bars lost some popularity. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to drink at home, have social gatherings at home. And well, then, it started trending toward the high upscale bars, the dive bars that the, you know the three mm-hmm. of us would always enjoy yeah. attending. Were the ones slowly dying out, like patties. Yeah, exactly. And uh, all of a sudden, they get a D's day. D's cheese nuts. <laughs> Sweet D. Uh, uh, Sweet D burns the bar down. <laughs> yeah. Sweet D is uh, chasing somebody in her acting class who thinks she, who uh, she thinks. Is it's into in girls, girl. but he's yeah. not. Turns out he's a gay guy, and uh, he starts bringing all his friends in. Yep. And then they and start then bringing all their friends in. Mac and Dennis. They're all hitting on Mac and Dennis, <laughs> and they all th- and uh, you know it becomes a gay bar, and Mac's totally not cool with it because his character's <laughs> fucked up like that. Yeah. And Charlie well, just wants this black girl and is doing everything to prove that he is not racist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, he ends up he ends up with one. Like it's that weird suaveness of Bobby Hill he has. You know? Yeah. Like. He just automatically attracts women, unlike Mac, who repulses fucking women. <laughs> yeah. Mac and Dennis try so hard. Charlie, De- Charlie and Mac smash together is Dennis. All their yes. good traits smashed together is Dennis, who becomes evil. And then, and then Dennis is like, you know, loving the attention that he's getting. Oh, he's a narcissist. He loves exactly. It. It's that narcissist thing that, you know, it's keeping him, you know, from not. You know, closing down. Wearing you know, tight black shirt. Yep, yep, yep. Call him honey sl- and sh- strutting. Mm-hmm. Doing some cocktail type shit. Oh, yeah. And Gay. Then, <laughs> and then D is just like... D, D, Sweet D. Her, his sister has a plot to get him so hammered that's to expect something bad hap- to happen to him. And that's a great jumping off point of this entire show. All how these, horrible these people it, all are. All these people are horrible to each other, even though they are basically brothers and sisters. Yeah. That, they are a family. Mm-hmm. You can say Char- Mac and Charlie, they're not brothers. And no, they're brothers and sisters to yeah. the bone. Because they're, all their lives are hinged on one thing, all of them being successful and mm-hmm. all of them trying to murder each other. Yes. <laughs> It's like a fucked up game of Clue. <laughs> and who done it? It was Charlie in the pub with the foot knife yeah. or the toe knife. It was Dennis <laughs> with the rum ham. <laughs> that would be a. Oh my god, that would be so awesome. Oh, that would actually be a really trademark. Good. Always sunny clues. <laughs> Always sunny clues. All right, but, it's, it's on audio recording. If it ever does happen after this, we can claim that somehow, some way, they heard it and we get a nah, cut. Someone just give you a call and be like. That's the way business is. They, yep. <laughs> the business? show business, kid. But they also set up uh, the dynamic between Charlie and the waitress. The uh, yeah, the, she mm-hmm. becomes famous for the rest of the show. Exactly, and and uh, they were they're married in real life, but on the show, <laughs> the, you know, it's, it's it's a whole back and forth of Charlie trying everything he can do to hook up with the waitress, but the waitress is having none of it. You know, just turns him down every time. And uh, that continues throughout the whole series. And the one thing I think about, coming from like a producer angle, I think that's what causes for their great 
awkward chemistry. Yeah. Is for the fact they are married, they are in love, they are together, so they can easily pay, play off that get the fuck away from me because she probably is pulling from a little bit of real life when he has really getting all over her fucking nerves or vice versa because not every, every, no relationship is perfect 100% of the time so it's all of a sudden all the connection they have, she's able to pull from even a better place to even be like the oh god this creepy guy in the show so I think them being together just actually helped create that really good dynamic and it's another Seinfeld thing where you don't find out her real name unless they utter out loud for like a plot point or something like that and I can't remember if they do that or not but she's always referred to as the The waitress waitress. Yeah. yeah Like with Seinfeld, when Seinfeld, it was always you know the suit Nazi mm-hmm. or like the yada yada and things like that. <laughs> the, the whole episode about the yada yada. Exactly. <laughs> she knows like one name is Ellis. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that exactly what Cap said. I think that may have been like a random plot point. Like in the middle of them yelling, he like yells out her name, and they're like, "Who is that?" She's like, "The waitress." And then it's like that wasn't not being anything else again. They're like, yeah. well, "Well, don't call her that. Call her the waitress." Yeah. <laughs> like they even got upset of like that. Who knows? A, and there's a lot of that on a lot of those on this show. There's the uh, I'm trying to think of like the uh, few things in my head. That well, honestly, the first thing that comes into my head uh, is you know the tranny, yeah. which you know it was 2005 or whatever. So that was just and a that thing was on TV. By, uh, what's her name from uh, Joe Dirt? Yeah, Brandy. Brandy. Tokyo Rose, the trailer park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, did anything else happen of note? And the gang gets racist. Well, Charlie Day is really good with black women. Yeah. And then uh, while trying to prove he's not black and or trying not to prove he's not racist, uh, he ends up sounding racist as fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like everybody oh, on this yeah, episode. You are. Oh, so you are all related. And I will say, I think he could whoop Max's ass. Sister, like, yeah. So they fight, remember they fight there for a little while? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's trying to get that paper from Charlie, and Charlie's just like batting him the fuck away. And I'm just like, <laughs> And just giving him like these short little pops, and uh-huh. I'm just like, "Oh shit, Charlie could really fuck him up if he wanted to." <laughs> now that we're talking about all of this out loud, what a great first episode in it setting is. the tone for everybody, including one of the B characters. Yeah, absolutely. She's in another show, uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Have you watched that? I haven't yet. It's fucking hilarious. She's in <laughs> That's the, all waitress. the ads for it. The waitress is in it, and she uh, she has an awakening. In oh, the yeah. show that she's a lesbian is fucking hilarious because it, it goes it's a decline and shit like it's a good zombie show. Okay, oh it's a zombie show. Okay, yeah, yeah. but it's a it's a good take on it. Right on. So you know you you would assume with you know episode one kicking right out of the gate with you know a a racist plot line and a gay bar plot line you know may, maybe they'd kind of tone it down for episode two. Nah, fuck it. Episode two. Charlie wants an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a great what a great segue i know right it's like fuck it's like they wanted to knock off the like they knew they were probably going to be one season so they were going to just bat out a thousand you know just it's all home runs all all, like if we wanted to get all you know analytical about it and wisecrack with this there's seven episodes i wonder if it's the seven deadly sins Mm. Mm. all of them are he's wrathful he's prideful he's out he has greed as fuck yeah <laughs> He's prideful, he's lustful, he's angry all the time. But yeah, Charlie... Uh, the only I, sloth is Danny DeVito. Right. <laughs> or Mac. Yeah, probably Mac when he got fat. Oh, yeah, this is where we find out something weird about Mac. He's pro-life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like in a weird way. Yes. yes. They kind of paint Mac as like this super fucking right-wing... Uh, yes. You dummy. Know, crazy person. Yeah, exactly. A right-wing dummy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, because also they're very good at setting up the A and B plot points almost at the exact same time. How you know how sometimes like uh, Family Guy, they'll start with like one plot and then immediately disband it, go to the new plot, and then in the middle of that plot, maybe the B plot will start and that just, kind of shit. Exactly. It starts in with Charlie going like, I want an abortion, but Max's like, you can't have an abortion, and then a story follows after that. Yeah, immediately he just walks in. He's like, I'm getting one. He's like, you can't. He's like, I have a kid, apparently. It's <laughs> like, oh. Meanwhile, the kid was like basically young fucking Mac. <laughs> oh my God, yes. But yeah, so, so like you were saying though, so with uh, Mac being very pro-choice, I mean pro-life, pro-life yeah, yeah, it, like you said, he just went on this random Jesus rant, which is something they've kind of brought up in his character a few more times throughout the series. And I, I thought it was pretty smart for them to continue to wrap it in, because spoilers for anyone that hasn't watched the series all the way through. It's been joked enough probably by like season two, but it's like he does finally come out as gay. Yeah. And which is hilarious because he's married to Sweet D. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, but what I love about it is his character eventually comes out as gay but one of the things he holds on to for so long on later seasons when they try pulling it out of him to you know admit that he's gay is no 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 I'm a Christian I'm a God fearing Christian I'm one of God's soldiers I can't be gay so so the, for the fact that even in the episode 2 they're already wrapping in that there's a weird Jesus freak side of this kid that can, that can break yeah, yeah. And, and I love how that he points that out. How uh, Christianity goes out the fucking window when he knocks that girl up. Yep, he's that's, like, "You're gonna have to get rid of that." That's mm-hmm. the thing too. Is like we talk about him how he comes out as gay or whatever. But on this episode, uh, he's like he's joining the cause or whatever for yep. uh, pro life just to get laid. Yeah, but he's, just not, to get but he's laid. also doing his his bro Dennis a favor. Like, and dude, then, you gotta yeah. come over to the side. The bitches are and, willing to do anything. Well, because they've kind of got they've almost got like a bet going on. It's like who can bag more chicks on the pro life side or the pro choice side, right? And it's like, god damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dennis is going like is walking into it like challenge accepted. I yeah. know. Yeah, and the not as much happens on this one. It's more or less just the asinine craziness of the situation just continuing to play that, out no, on their side. Dennis, I don't think Dennis, like throughout the show, doesn't realize like his scenario that he's yeah. in, like his his, uh, his outer habitat. Really, he doesn't understand that he can't cross this one line mm-hmm. or this one area. Because remember, he tries to hop the fence. Yeah, and yeah, they're like, they're coming end. over the fence. Kill them! Kill them all! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, holy shit! You started a fucking riot. <laughs> yeah, and really, uh, on their side of the plot, the only other thing that really happens is yeah. So uh, uh, Mac winds up banging that one uh, pro cho- uh, pro lifer, yeah. and then. Uh, the next day, she's like, I'm pregnant. And he balls for it. Immediately, it's just like, you, you got to get, get an abortion. abortion. Yeah. <laughs> and the, I watched that even the very first time. Because, again, you don't understand necessarily how much time has passed in a TV show. Sometimes it can be a little later. But as soon as she fucking went, we had sex yesterday, you idiot. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's just one of those things. That's a good. It's a good Mac episode. It's supposed to be a Charlie episode, but it's a pretty good Mac episode too. The the good payoff for Charlie side of the story, which was so he, he meets up with the kid. He's an absolute tyrant. You know, spoiler alert. It winds up really not being his kid. He finds that out about midway through the episode. Yeah, and, the waitress again. Yeah, yeah. He, he try, and he, she's like, "Oh, I didn't know you had a kid." He's like, "Oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm in the Big Brother program." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, I, I am too." And she's like, 
Oh, great. We'll meet at the park. <laughs> yeah. So they like try meeting up at the park. He's like, he's trying to hold it together for so long. And of course, it all just fucking blows up in his face. Dennis. Yes. Dennis gets the kid wild ass drunk. <laughs> it's funny because Charlie's kind of like Charlie Brown, too. And, he, and, and he's like yelling at the kid in the alleyway. He's like, you got to hold your shit together, man. I don't know why you were trying to get me to hold your shit together. That's pretty good, Charlie. <laughs> and my favorite bit, the, the, the payoff for me is when Charlie goes and confronts the real dad. Yeah. And the real dad is acting just, just like, like that little motherfucker, kid. just like mimicking him. He's like, you're going to stop it. He's like, oh, this is what you're going to do? Oh, this is what you're going to do? He should have kicked the shit out of that dude. See, seeing Charlie get upset is probably one of the favorite tropes that they carry on through all this because he he has patience mm. and that's what's so great about him he can take so many things just punching him because you see him under stress a lot and he's yelling but if you pay attention to his movements he's very calculated he's like ah, but he's like purposely grabbing things and fixing it this that and the yeah. other very rarely do you see him just lose it lose it and those are the moments in which I fucking love my favorite Charlie moments are when he thinks he has something over one of the other guys yes yeah, like, I know something you don't know shut the fuck up Charlie <laughs> then we go from abortion to un- underage drinking underage drinking <laughs> with episode 3 underage drinking a national concern in which Mac decides to make Patty's Pub a safe haven for underage drinkers and it becomes high school all over again as D Dennis and Charlie get asked to the prom. This is so fucked up. We go from episode one with a gay bar to episode three where they're serving teenagers. I would say a little sprinkle of statutory rape. Yeah, just just, just a little sprinkle. Like salt on your eggs. Just just enough for 2005 that wouldn't get too messed up. Statutory rape threatened by the teenagers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's the interesting thing. They kind of flip the script. A lot of times, like in those kind of real kind of shows, it's, you know, the older one kind of threatening the younger and they're feeling it. No, it's the younger ones threatening the fucking older ones being like, if you don't. Well, I will say Dennis calls it Right in the beginning of the episode. Of course. When the high schoolers are drinking, that girl walks up to him. He's like, how old are you? Yep, immediately. Because he has a standard, mm-hmm. even though he is a monster. He's a monster. He's had to hone in that standard so he can just immediately go in. He has to know from a distance. Yeah. He has to be able to call that age from a distance. Oh, he's so, a no, he's honed it in. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm giggling, not as in, like, good for him, but being like, if you're going to be a predator, at least make sure you're going for 18+. plus <laughs> In this show. It's, it's a fucked up kind of moral standard, but it's at least what he's it, doing. You're going to get fucked by gay guy you know beach black charlie <laughs> how that ass feel <laughs> ass. Whack. Wham. and then the other guy comes out the bathroom like holy shit <laughs> but then they start bonding with the high school students and i love charlie's uh, plot of this because he's like coming at it from like you know a best friend like he's part yeah, of the group charlie genuinely well, he hooks thinks- up with that girl because he listens to all her fucking problems yeah and i'm just like Charlie's the one that's gonna be the victim. <laughs> I knew, I, you know, I, like when I first watched the episode, I foreshadowed what was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. the two kids are gonna hook, get hooked back together because of these two fucking idiots. But Charlie was gonna be left holding the bag because he's gonna accidentally fuck a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> And then D falls in love with like the star football player, the quarterback. Oh God, yes. Actually, I think D's plot point in all of it, and this was my favorite because she just 
she gets it handed to her again. She has her chance to go to the prom. But before there's even a chance for her heart to be broken at the prom, she fucks it all up, gets drunk beforehand, is already yeah. being sloshed. And I'm like, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I think it's the first episode where we really That's get a little bit of... D, dumb yeah. bitch. <laughs> I think it's the first episode where we really get a, uh, you know... A, a uh, an understanding of Dee's character too, mm-hmm. so you know, all because like you know, well, her she's high a female school, dentist. She's female dentist, but you know, Dennis was the popular kid in high school, and Dee had the back brace and all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the back brace. I think, and hell, I think they've like added onto the lore. I think she had like that big ass like head retainer at some point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like she kept getting, sh- she keeps getting shit on. I think she gets shit on more on this series than anybody else. <laughs> And, but uh, she's still a piece of shit character. <laughs> anything else really on this one? Because outside of that, it, it, it was uh, really just a whole bunch of teenage drama. They all and, get asked to the prom except Mac. And oh Mac yes, gets and yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. That, that's a good point. Yes, Mac cannot figure out why the fuck he didn't get asked to prom, and it's eating him up. But again, you take a step back. He's upset that he didn't get asked to prom by a bunch of like 17, 18, 19 year olds. And he's sitting there going like, I'm going to crash the prom. <laughs> oh yeah, and decides to like go stag. And they're like, you can't go stag to prom. It's like with Mac, with Mac and Dennis, they're both trying to be the alpha males of the group and they both just fail at it every time. And that's yeah. so fun to watch. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so and then of course they're just left with their fucking dicks in their hands and fucking beer yeah, and fucking spoiler alert. It doesn't work out for anybody. No. <laughs> it's a bunch of adults who went to the prom. What could possibly go wrong? It's always dark and cloudy and sunny. <laughs> but didn't that? But no. But the button to it is uh, Charlie actually did go to the real prom. Yeah, that's what it was. He went yeah, to the real prom the... and then he passed off the date to one of the younger guys. He's just kind yeah. of standing there he's like smiling look he's like wipes away the tear kind of thing it all falls apart in patties that's right yeah yeah and patties it all falls apart but the actual problem that charlie went to everything was like because he was like well i, he was I a- don't know what y'all's problem is i I'm still going to the prom. <laughs> he was still in the group. Yeah, he's like, I'm still in. I'm good. I'm going. <laughs> a full-grown adult just has, you know, finds comfort just you hanging with teenagers. <laughs> he's a trapped little boy. And then, honestly, uh, the next episode, if I ha- I love every one of these, I think all seven of these are probably at least a five out of five. But if I had to pick a least, least favorite, this is probably my least favorite, which is Charlie Gets Cancer. I love this episode. <laughs> the only reason it might be the least favorite of the season is there's a bunch of good jokes, there's a bunch of good lead-in, but it ends just with essentially, I was lying. And everyone's like, well, fuck you, Charlie. Yeah, and the, then it's like the end. Yeah, so it's like, it didn't really feel like there was enough of like the explosion at the end for like how much build-up yeah. there was. The Matt plot was way better, I thought. That's when he first hooks up with uh, the, the gorgeous transsexual. Yes. Uh, Danny, Christy Daniel or something? Something like that. They call like her Brittany Daniel. They just call her the tranny on the show, which, again, 2005. No, that's what he plays her, I think. Uh, yeah, Brittany Daniel. Brittany Daniel, that's her name. And honestly. he keeps looking down all the time. I know, like, and they just give her like this big you know, piece inside her shorts. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of really you know, add to it. Well, the thing is that I'm surprised on is like even in 2005, like tranny was a little something that. Most people didn't even kind of go with on TV this anymore. A- this, this, this is one of those episodes that's aged well mm-hmm. because of how how Charlie and Dee and Dennis feel about that. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah their actions for great. it. Yeah, the action. Their actions are fantastic. It just, they, I was surprised. Technically, that even they for have the, the moral high ground. Yeah, yeah. And, and Max fight, and that's not good. And that's when, and Max, you know, the whole time he's fighting. Uh, you know, she's really gorgeous, but she's a uh, transsexual. Am I? Uh, is is this? Uh, you know, um, what side of the fence am I on? You know, he's fighting that the whole and the time whole, too. And the whole time he's he's saying, "I'm planting seeds until she has the surgery." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, "You piece of shit." Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm planting seeds. Yeah. Oh God. But yeah, yeah that, that's the highlight of that episode, really. That uh, that Max story. Yeah, that, that, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but like, I love how they try to do all this shit for Charlie, and they fuck it up. Yeah. Because they go to the waitress's house. He's like, "Can we get our money back?" She just slams the fucking door, and they're like, uh, "Are we gonna break in?" <gasps> oh yeah, because because, the because because they pay the waitress to, to sleep with Charlie. With Charlie. She she yeah, it, it does not sleep with her because they were like, "We." Pay the waitress to sleep with you he's like what we didn't sleep together they're like oh fuck that (laughs) (laughs) we gave you fucking money not date money (laughs) she's draining fucking charlie's bank account because she's just as evil as these motherfuckers Mm -hmm. that's the thing about this show nobody uh everybody's a piece of shit even like if somebody shows up for like just an episode you find out that they're all pieces of shit too like the lawyer Mm -hmm. the lawyer uh the mom yeah the lawyer winds up becoming one of my favorite reoccurring side characters mine too mainly Um, because he is very smart and he almost gets it over on them like by the books almost gets over on them multiple times but by the skin of their teeth the gang always wins and that's why i always love that character is he is the one formidable opponent they have if he let loose of his morals just a little bit more he could probably take the gang down but he's he cannot let loose of his morals like the gang has so he will always be just that one millimeter off so yeah my favorite little side character i can't wait to get to those episodes but after that we have episode five which is gun fever yeah the guns solve all your problems yes they're just tackling all of the issues in one season i love this one because like one thing happens and they're like we got to get a gun and it's like the gang gets a gun and that's sort of the episode they they even argue about it they even argue like oh no we shouldn't you know this and that and then who is it tells them get a gun sweet d's boyfriend Mm -hmm. the bald guy who's robbing all the goddamn bars right okay well let's jump to the end real quick because i am kind of curious on that it seemed like in the episode charlie was the one stealing the money that's what i thought at the very end you find out it's oh boy I'm thinking old boy did it only that time. I think he did it both times. But didn't we get confirmation that Charlie did it the first time that caused the suspicion? Um, I thought Charlie did it, and then they kind of like, they were trying to pin it on that guy, so that's when they went to that thing, and like, oh yeah, no, we didn't even bother locking it up. We just wanted to come out here, and I was, no one ever breaks into the bar. We just leave all the cash in there. I think at that moment is the first time he robbed the place. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think because I remember they accidentally shoot Charlie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They accidentally shoot Charlie, and it, uh, they assume he's been stealing, but he had been stealing. See, I thought he admitted it at that point. Like, yeah, mm. it's me. It's me. Yeah, I think my favorite part of this episode is when they actually get the gun, and then Mac and Dennis are like trying to, you know, look badass with it, trying to do yeah. like tricks and shit like oh, that. Oh yeah. Any time you get idiot characters and they have a brand new shiny gun and they want to show off with it, you have it's ripe for comedy humor. This episode's great because it is the gun debate, you know, all in one episode. Idiots oh, yeah. that have no business with one getting the gun for good reasons, mm-hmm. yeah. fuck, and then fucking it up. Pissing but also, on the you know, yellow brick road. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's no, just. I 
I will say, it. like, as someone who's a, is a, who's a, who's a gun owner, mm-hmm. like, there are so many reasons to own a gun. Yeah. Self-defense, just protection of property. But at the end of the day, man, shooting a fucking gun is just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, like, like, I don't give a fuck if whoever says, oh, I just got to go for protection. Bullshit. Yeah, at the end that of the, the day, range? it's so cathartic to fucking throw a piece of metal at 2,800 feet per second. Like, it's fun to just pop off around and watch it destroy something. Yeah. It's fun as fuck. That's why I have three of them. Okay? Fuck. That's why I used to shoot for my school, you know, like in my shooter's team. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. I was going to say, thank you for that clarification. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, in the South, uh, kids can bring guns to school if we're a team yeah. thing. Yeah, I was going to say, that we, we, we have listeners all over. That is a South thing. Yeah. You you were not one Roll of those time. kids. Go this, Balls. This is what, go Balls. <laughs> but no, man, it's just like, it's, it's not just, you know, it's an American thing, mm-hmm. but I'm also for, you know, like, safe permitting and licensing and yes. everything. But... I don't give a fuck what anybody says. At the end of the day, I love popping off a few fucking rounds. Like, yeah. it's, it's fun. No, there's nothing wrong no, with that. No, I don't argue and, with like, that at all. I love watching, like, the whole, like, anti-gun scene mm-hmm. and, like, some of these people popping off rounds. Like, I saw one woman, she shot a gun for the first time and she started crying. I'm just like, what the fuck? She just had too much of an adrenaline rush. She wasn't no, she, expecting I, I, it. No, she was upset that she had fired a gun because she was oh, so anti-gun. Oh, my God. No, I've seen some people that have, like, fired it and, like, their adrenaline is pumping so much that, you know, they're kind of shaky and just like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, that, but that's about it. But, like, it's so much fun to pop for, for you off rounds. Mm. And I can understand, like, that is, you know, it's a comedy bit yeah. looking cool with a gun. Yeah. That's the one part I kind of got a far, a far, uh, far from. Mm-hmm. Like... But they didn't look cool with the gun. They though. did. They, they looked like idiots. <laughs> exactly. They're basically... The anti-gun like poster child, yeah, right. Like these idiots should know weapon. <laughs> but that's kind of the point of that one. Oh yeah, totally. And, and I think that's what's so great about it. But I do like how, again, it is kind of flip. Like they wind up shooting Charlie with the gun that they got and all everything else. This is it. Well, it like, even, it's even, great. Even the whole thing it shows like not understanding the responsibility of owning yeah. the gun mm-hmm. is just as dangerous as owning a gun. Yeah. yeah. Because Absolutely. they're fumbling with that fucking thing when they're behind the pool table. They're like, fuck it, give me the thing. You know, he fucking with the uh, slide and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, all right, it's- boom, shoot someone in the dark. It's like, that's the last thing you fucking do is shoot in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> Was this thing loaded? Of course it's loaded. <laughs> give a toy without no, batteries. Batteries. <laughs> <Yeah>. Batteries. <laughs> I can't wait to get my niece's guns. <laughs> All right, well, then after that, episode six, we got The Gang Finds a Dead Guy. <laughs> Which turns out to be uh, Dee and Dennis's grandfather, who is a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> Again, that, all of the issues in this season. No, 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 no. That's the guy that was in the hospital. I uh, thought it was... Because uh, uh, no, Dee is scared of visiting people in the hospital. <gasps> oh, yeah, uh, that's when right. They, yeah, it says uh, when they find a dead, old dead man in Patty's, uh, Mac and Dennis uh, vie for his attractive dick granddaughter's attention, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie discovers that Dennis and Dee's anti-Semitic grandfather was a Nazi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the guy dies in the bar. They're trying to deal with that. Dee doesn't want to deal with the grandfather, so I, she, they send Dennis... Uh, no, Ma- um, Charlie in his place, right, and they're right. like... Oh, you're Dennis. He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Dennis. And he's like, I need you to go get something from my attic. Oh my god, I forgot about this. I just have one request. Mm. Bury me in my military uniform. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's it was. It's in my storage unit. And Charlie just picks this goddamn thing up. It's and like, it's like, and like for clarification, it is not just 
a Nazi uniform. It is a SS yeah. uniform, <laughs> rank, rank and file. So this is the death head division yeah. of the Nazis. These were not war fighters. These were people who snatched people out of their homes and murdered them. These yes. were devils. These were murderers. <laughs> These were not soldiers. These were murderers. Yes. And he, if you look at the costume, like real clear, it's got two diamonds on the collar. Mm-hmm. We don't use that anymore. Uh, <laughs> but two black diamonds means a high Fucking rank. Oh shit! So he was so, high rank. So like he owned a concentration camp. Yeah, but, but my favorite part is when uh, Charlie, he's wearing the fucking thing. Like, yeah, he's wearing the thing, but they run, they go. He and Matt go th- and find all of his uh, memorabilia, and they're like, "We can make a shit ton of money off of yeah, this." Yeah, they try selling it to the like museum, museum or some yes. shit. If they just went to a gun store. <laughs> They just went to a gun show. There's plenty of fucking crazy idiots that buy this oh, shit. Oh, God, yeah. If they had just gone to a gun show, they could have made a couple mil. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember going to a gun show back in like 2003 at the Charlotte Expo down here on Sunset. And, uh, oh, my God. It had all these good old boys selling mm-hmm. guns and shit. And there's always that one guy who's like, oh, yeah, I sell history, historical items. And yeah. Yeah. Historical and items. He's like, got a K-bar knife and a fucking, the original bayonet for the uh, the AR-15. People are into that, though, and dude. And he's got original American uniforms and that's mm-hmm. cool. But, like, if you just... If you look a little, if you look, at, look a little past the curtain, it's like, oh yeah, I got a replica of a Nazi youth knife. Hey man, inscribed "Kill all Jews" on it. It's like, oh, you're that guy. I'll just take my bullets and go. Yeah. Now, hey man, I'm just a fan of military history. history. Yeah, right. right. And I'm, I'm sure you don't carve swastikas into everything. No. <laughs> fucking loon. And that's what the guy at the fucking mint shop says. Like, I can't do this legally or morally yeah <laughs> get the fuck out of here because i'm pretty sure because it comes off they come off as stolen mm-hmm. to begin yeah. with and yeah. it's like of course it's oh we, we came into this possession so they just wouldn't say it was we, we found it in the relative goods from a war <laughs> yeah i don't know anytime they're in a situation like that mac and uh charlie are always just have their like fingers you know together going like so will that be cash or <laughs> yeah, yeah, they always say they have the upper hand I love it. I do love it. And uh, yeah, so not really much more happens on that. Yeah, um, Dennis vying for the uh, granddaughter's affection just winds up leading it down. Him saying he knew the old man that died at the bar like super oh, well. Yeah, he, he, Dennis does it. Oh well. yeah, he gets all the homeless people there. Uh huh. Yeah, he 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 like paying motherfuckers to show up. It's like um, it's like Dennis and Mac at the beginning. Their whole motivation was to get laid in the yeah. whole thing. They even say that at the beginning. It was like, we started this bar to get laid, right? <laughs> and they're like, mm, yeah. That, and that's like Dennis's MO throughout the entire series. Yeah. yeah I think else is wild related. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I, I like that one a whole lot. And then um, the final episode is, so it's like we've, we've, we've dealt with racism, Gays, gay, guns. abortion, <laughs> underage drinking, Nazis. cancer, <laughs> Nazis, gun control, um, de- like just horrible human behavior by slipping in on a granddaughter with after his grandfather passed away uh and then yeah and nazis so what, what what's what's a good way to round off the season guys well the we've Catholic only got Church. one more episode <laughs> molestation fuck it molestation yeah sure sure let's just go with that <laughs> M-day. M-day. 
But yeah, yeah, episode seven, Charlie got molested. His, uh, the gang, when they hear the news, the former gym teacher of theirs is getting arrested by uh, for molesting his students. Charlie suddenly gets nervous. Dee and Dennis conclude that Charlie might have been one of the victims, and Mac become jealous because he wasn't a victim. So, <laughs> it's the Mr. Garrison South Park episode. Yes. <laughs> so they got a pull for this episode, which I thought was impressive. The gym teacher who supposedly molested him. Yeah. Is the principal from Saved by the Bell. Oh, wow. See, I didn't know that. Yes. And when I saw him, I was like, how did you get that motherfucker? I thought he was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, holy shit, what a pull. Right. And then, like... Then you meet the Boyles, or the Poyle. The Poyle brothers. Po- yes. The Poyle yes. brothers are the cause of all this. And they're just so much pieces of shit. Yeah. We're, just We're just setting them up. We're just setting them up. They're just like the most uncomfortable, awkward, gross TV characters ever. Yeah. Yeah, and they just and outright they, admit they're like, "Yeah, we're just setting them up. We just want to get some money out of all this." Oh yeah, yeah. And Charlie's the one like with them, like, "Like, yeah, you tell." Them. And then the gang thinks Charlie was molested. Yeah, and Max trying to get molested. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Max is like showing up to the guy's house, be uh, like In short shorts. Yes. Yeah, pulling like the uh, the pool boy shit of Which, like dropping stuff and like bending over. And the person was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, the, and then near, near the end of the episode, he just basically straight up asks him. He's like, "Why didn't you molest me?" He's like. <laughs> I didn't molest anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I love like the boils. The uh, I guess call it boils. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's fine. But uh, uh, they they admit it to Charlie, and Charlie's like, "Fine, I'll go with you." And he's like, "All right, Charlie, we're going." And there's that weird scene where they're he's in the back of the car, mm-hmm. and they're two, and the two are driving, and it's so fucking weird, just because like the way they shoot it, it looks like a Pulp Fiction thing. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, and it's it's creepy. And then you realize, like, as you watch the show, these people are fucking animals. Oh, yeah. yeah. They are Did you just weird. say you showered together? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're saving water. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you're, wasting, you're wasting water with more steps. <laughs> but, like, and they go to the police station, out, and this is what I love. Because also while this is going on, I think you meet their mom. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you meet Charlie's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, hey, uh, we think Charlie was molested. And she just fucking loses, loses it. it. Charlie's mom is like the sweet old lady mom character. And she is. And it, it's Charlie. Yeah. It's Charlie's the sweet, the sweet boy. Yep. <laughs> the sweet, sweet, innocent boy. Charlie. <laughs> but uh, no. And then they do the intervention at the end. And I, I think, I can't remember which came first, the police station or the molestation, like, get together <laughs> but anyway he goes to the police station he's like all right guys just sit here real quick uh i'll interview you first he's like okay hey officer uh these guys are lying they have told me so uh and they want me to co- be coerced into telling you that someone molested me he's like okay you're free to go yeah because <laughs> yep. they're there to testify and he's just like oh these guys are making a false statement and why they still exist in the show i do not know <laughs> how they're not in prison i do not know <laughs> Just because they're just great foils. Yeah. I love I, my favorite bit on that, though, is where you were saying that how immediately quick it was. So it was like they roll up to the police station. Charlie walks in there and you see him just kind of like pointing and doing all that shit. He like walks in. And he's like, So did you do it? He's like, Yeah, I read you out. You're going to jail. Bye. Bye. Like, it's just, he's like, it's in the middle of walking. He's just like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Bye. Because he's, he's the chaotic good. Yes. <laughs> um, I do love, uh, like, when it comes back, though. You see some other Charlie's family members, like the little meth head in the background. 
<laughs> he's like, why are you doing or, information, or, or, in, 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 intervention for me, motherfucker? Or the uh, the uncle that's like that legit wants to molest him. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. And he's like, just keeps looking at him. He's like, yeah. Touch the doll. Yes. Yeah. Weirdos. Keep 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 going. I love the else that happened in the show. Fuck. I love that the B characters are like so much weirder than the main characters that are already fucked up. Oh yeah. And the one that ends up, uh, I will say, like one of the Boyle brothers. Both of them are great actors. Yeah, one of them's in Westworld. Yes, the the one that talked too much, the talks most, is the one that's in Westworld. Yeah. And I saw him on Conan O'Brien, and he said, like, he had to explain to his dad what his character was going to be in Always Sunny. (laughs) And his dad's like, oh, so you're just going to play yourself. Oh! (laughs) And I'm just like, holy (laughs) shit. Oh, it's hilarious. But no, he's great in Westworld. Yeah. And the other guy, he plays a deputy in that show, uh, Stand Against Evil. I haven't watched that. That's fucking hilarious. It's an IFC. Save you the made uh, whitest kid you know. Oh, nice. With Trevor, uh, with Trevor and all that. What's Trevor's last name? Uh, Damn it! Hang on. But anyway, it's 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 a funny show. It's on Hulu. Okay. Stand against evil. I watch more Hulu than anything. And these I just days. like some of the like. I will say, if you go to the IMD page and just like look up at some of the shots. Oh God! Like they just <laughs> pick the weirdest fucking shots. They do. Back. So gross. God. Yeah, they, do. they just pick the weirdest shots for these clips. <laughs> they look like they're about to eat him. I know. <laughs> they look like they're about to eat Charlie because they're so much taller than him. This is when you die, Charlie. Like, even this photo, random, still look weird. I know. Yeah. Actually, instead of using just the title cards, I might just pick, like, those random-ass weird photos <laughs> yes. as the, as the uh, images for these episodes. And I will say, their fucking screenshots are fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, they got great headshots. Yeah. Everyone's got great headshots. Even Nate Mooney, the weird one. <laughs> Look at him with the mustache. I know, right? The mustache, man. He's got that as the deputy. Styling and profiling. God. I love all the B... That's the thing about the B characters. They're always... They always make uh Again, they have to be weirder than the main characters, but that's what kind of gives them... Uh, you know, what makes them great. Well, I mean, this has been a little bit of a shorter episode, but I feel like we've kind of covered everything we need to. We're getting back into the swing of talking about Always Sunny. Well, getting back to the swing of doing our season breakdown retrospectives. First, uh, thoughts overall on it. Thoughts overall, a strong as fuck opening season. I agree. I think it sets everybody up really well, and you you know everybody's M.O. by the end of the season. Oh, absolutely. Because it's like, it, again, it's like Seinfeld, where it's not really about anything. Just the day-to-day lives of five, well, four in this season, five when Danny DeVito comes on in season two. Just mm-hmm. five pieces of shit <laughs> in Philadelphia getting into shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> Much like Seinfeld. Yeah, no, and, and this is kind of like just the... the it's almost like the uh, negative world of Seinfeld or like the um, the alternate universe Seinfeld. Yeah, and just kind of, except everybody, it just kind of paints a pillar, picture of Philadelphia that is not flattering either. <laughs> no. I want, actually, I wonder how uh, oh, Philadelphia just, as, a full, as a whole feels about uh, it. Yeah, any listeners in Philadelphia, feel free to chime in and let us know. I didn't realize uh, Dennis was born in Japan. No shit. It's weird. Hmm. Weird stuff you found out about these people. I know, right? Charlie Day's a cannibal. <laughs> See if uh, Dennis is Ted Bundy and Charlie is the Green River Killer. What does that make Mac and D? D is Eileen Warnos through and through. Yeah, <laughs> as obvious as that is, I'm that's gonna have true. a normal life. Sweet D becomes a hooker in Florida. <laughs> See, it works. Sweet D, Sweet D becomes a, a, a killer hooker in Florida. 
What does that make uh, Mac then? Oh, man, the victim. <laughs> the victim. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's fucking... Matt, Matt, Mac is the uh, the uh, Christian schoolboy that went to camp and never came hey, back. <laughs> well, for this episode of the Couch Bro Tatoes, I've been Alex. This is Cap. And Chris, do you have any sort of final thoughts for us? As like a far out look from it, mm-hmm. if you take the characteristics of all four of these motherfuckers, they would make the best like D and D group. <laughs> In my mind, like I'm just thinking about it, like yeah. all, like it's just a D and D fucking style of fighting. <laughs> right after with like the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs>